0: FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, is brought to you by, well, you. The listeners of this podcast are its main driving force. If you would like to support FGC Hollywood, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash forward Hollywood, as well as leaving us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. So without further ado, enjoy the show.
1: FGC Hollywood, stay classy yeah man it was a really good week uh i spent some time over there with my girlfriend's parents it was a really good week or i'd say like nine ten days uh you know just to get out of you know the the grind the everyday grind of over here the air quality is so much better as opposed to where i'm at right now where the air quality was super bad it goes from like a scale to like zero to like i think 600 or so man the air quality over here was oh uh, zero is good and like Six hundred is really hazardous. It was like five thirty where I'm at right now. I saw so that map. Like would, it was like really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. So you would, you would. They said that breathing in that air is like breathing two packs of cigarettes. I was like, good lord,
0: <laughs> man,
1: rough. It's terrible. Yeah, man. So then we moved, we went over here. We just had to, man. It was like a like a overnight thing. It was like we gotta go, man. And dude, I drove, I had to drive from the airport. I mean, from where I'm living right now to the airport, and there was the smog, the smoke. I don't even know if it was just smog or smoke, but the smoke was so thick, man. When I'm driving, it I was scared so bad, man. Cause I couldn't see anything. I'm driving on the highway and I could only see about about two or three reflectors. Jeez. That's it. Oh my god, dude. It was I I almost crapped my pants, man. It's <laughs> dude. I was scared as hell on that drive, man. Right. I, I had to dig hella deep to do that drive because man, I hate driving to begin with. So I'm very, I'm not anxious, I would say, but I hide my anxiousness when I drive. It's just hmm. one good hit and it could be over, man. You know? Oh, for real. Yeah. And it's wild because when I was doing that drive, people were driving like 30 miles per hour. Uh, well, no, they were driving like the speed limit. I'm I'm over here like, how? I was driving like 30 to 25 <laughs> Right. On the highway, man, and I couldn't see anything. It was terrible.
0: There, there's a patch. So my uh, parents live still live in South Florida, right? So yeah, I, I think it was last year. I drove from St. Louis to Fort Lauderdale, and it's like a long drive. But you have to go through Tennessee and like those Tennessee mountains.
1: Oh man,
0: and you can't see anything because it's just all fog you're, oh, you're driving man, through the man. mountains and it's so scary and then it's a slope it's it's really really scary drive especially if you're doing it in like the fall or the winter Oh, dude! and yeah that's that i'm sure that's
1: probably that times 10 what you went through yo and imagine i and it's crazy because i was like man i drove through i don't know if you know what a whiteout is you know what that is Mm-mm. so it's when literally everything is white <laughs> you're driving and you can't see nothing man i drove through a whiteout that was i was like after that drive i'm never doing something like this again man jesus it was so scary and the only reason i came out of it all right was that it was it was during a move too there was a trucker in front of me and i just followed his ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the best plan yeah man i don't know how i don't even know how that trucker managed but he was fine and that was true dude that whiteout was scary man Except the white eye, I think, was shorter, but the smoke, oh, my God. It was, it was, I think it was even scarier because of the fact that the smoke, what it does is that it messes with your eyesight. And it, it actually, mm-hmm. brain, when you inhale it, even if the car is closed up and stuff, you still inhale bits and pieces of it. So I'm inhaling some of the smoke, and what happens is, is that what the smoke does is that it messes with the middle lane. Like, you know how the line, uh, the... Um,
0: like the separator line on the highway?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The lanes and stuff, the lines, the white paint, Mm -hmm. it makes it sometimes so it looks like it's moving to the left and right of the uh, seat. (laughs) Yeah, man, it scared the hell out of me, dude.
0: (laughs) Like driving underwater with like the reflection.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Like, it's like those video games where you're underwater. I was Mm. in the sea level, bro. (laughs) Oh, man. It sucked. And it wasn't fun, just like every other sea level. But the music was bad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I will segue into this one, though. I, I... I did do a lot of exercise over there while I was over there. I did a lot of uh, like running and stuff. I did some running mm-hmm. and man, the running over there is so much harder because, uh, it's like, what is it like a mile high? So the elevation is really, really hard to breathe in and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, it, really it was, is. it was some hard runs, but it, I was glad because I didn't have to like not run because being over here where I'm at currently the smoke was so bad that i wouldn't be able to run it's just i'm just killing myself <laughs> i'm hurting mm. my lungs but over there i ran it it was it was tough too because they got a lot of hills and all this stuff man oh yeah it was a really really good run
0: they got mountains <laughs> yeah man they got Literally. M- mountain
1: mans over there man yeah.
0: that's crazy my dad and i we drove from st louis to las vegas uh like i think it was like a couple months ago and instead of going through the new, new mexico route we went through colorado through oh, denver oh man and at one point, I just remember I was checking the elevation on my phone. At one point, we were driving, and we were 12,000 feet up. I was just like, Jesus, how is that even possible? Yeah, man, it's nuts, dude. And, and, and like,
1: your ears just pop every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts.
0: But, yeah, let's uh, get some show notes out of the way before. So, this is going to be a little bit of a weird show, right? Because you, you might have to go for personal reasons throughout the show. You don't know when. But we figured, how about we just tape this? And we'll see how long we can go. So <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: we'll just keep going. And if you gotta go, I will try to finish out the show on my on my own. And hopefully you can make it through the whole thing. But if not, we'll just uh, I'll just finish it out. And then next week, hopefully we we'll have a better show. The good thing is, obviously, we are recording this later than normally. Actually, it worked out because I was a little bit scared when we were supposed to record. On Saturday is that man, we didn't really have a full show and I was I was looking at the show notes and I was like there's not really a lot to talk about and there was a lot of blanks on my on my uh, show notes so I was like man we kind of have to record something, but I'm glad we waited. You know, we were making the joke when we were talking. It was like, listen, we're not really event hubs, so we don't have to just fill trash yeah, with, dude. you know.
1: I'm about to hit so, you up with I'm glad. new tier list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, I'm tired of just seeing... I don't want to talk about Chun-Li costumes, okay? I don't want right, to right. talk about some real stuff. So I'm glad we waited, because we actually have like a fairly decent show for this week. But, of course... Each and every week we start with a little bit of our rambling sessions. You know, we already started, but uh, you just touched on it and I kind of wrote down here. So I'm trying to work out again. I've never been like super, super out of shape, but I've never been like in like tremendous shape. Dude, I almost got depressed, but I was like, you know what? This is a new challenge. So I used to work construction all my life. I would do like warehousing. So I would pick up a lot of things. Or if I was on a forklift, you'd still pick up stuff when I'm in a forklift. Because you have to get off the machine every time. but Or if I worked on construction, I used to work like wastewater. So I used to be on a boat and like lifting things from out of water, putting back in the water, stuff like that. So I've never... I've always been in fairly decent shape. But ever since I started working in an office, which happened last year, I was just like, man, I'm not doing anything. I'm just pencil pushing, (laughs) right? And typing. Which has been a little bit weird for me and ever since i quit that job and i started just putting full effort into making content and stuff i've gained a tremendous amount of weight that i didn't even notice. like you don't notice because it happens over like many months especially when my habits weren't working out they were just regular working right like job stuff mm-hmm. so i weighed myself the other day and i was like holy shit i gotta take control of this
1: <laughs> when the scale be like you a fat ass mother Dude. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what that's what I felt. But you know what I I felt like okay that sucks, but at least I know that I can can start now and getting back to where I was. So I would always hover around like one eight. I'm I'm six foot. Oh okay. And I would always hover around like one eighty five to one ninety, and it's like that's not great, but it's it was okay because I don't wear I usually don't wear weight uh, like in one spot. Like it it just it's all over, so it it looked balanced.
1: <laughs> oh, that's pretty um, nice. Not everybody got that.
0: yeah so i i always wore like 180 or one like 190 pretty well i thought now I'm, dude i'm 220 i was like holy shit so i the the fucked up part is that i still don't wear it terribly but i was like okay i gotta change something so i started working out last week and man i'm out of shape like (laughs) (laughs) i've been walking yeah. I've been walking, just trying to do just little workouts here and there, but I can tell like, Hey, it's starting. I, it's getting better. So I'll keep you guys updated to see. I'm trying to get back. Actually. I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get even lower to when I started. So we'll see how that works out, but uh, it's cool. It's something else to, to do. This is a routine now. So there you yeah, go. Man. And I know you're big on working out. So I figured you would appreciate that.
1: Oh yeah, dude. I, I, uh, I'm a, I, I want to be like a super athlete or something like that. Like, hmm. Currently, I work out about six times a week now. I just changed it recently, Damn. like three weeks ago, and now I'm, I'm kind of getting in the groove of running again. Like I didn't really That's run, so now I ran today five five miles, five point two, and it was pretty well. I, I'm a slow runner though, too, because like for you, for, since you say like you're like two two twenty ish, you're at least mm-hmm. six foot. I'm like one ninety five, and I'm 5'8". So <laughs> mm-hmm. so whenever I hear somebody that they're like. Oh yeah, I'm like getting big. I'm like, man, you look a pencil, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a pencil. Look like you need to gain more muscle. Uh, I currently want to be, sadly, because of the gyms, and I don't want to go to them and get no Rona, or nothing like that. Yeah, but of course. I was uh, really getting into like powerlifting, and mm-hmm. then now after Corona, I'm like, I think I want to try strongman training. Like, I want to pick up like really heavy ass stuff, and the nice. running is just for like for my heart, for cardio and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because a lot of those strongmans dude, you just get like real fat, man. Sometimes like even, dude. so I'm currently training like two times a week. I'll run maybe three, depending on how I feel. And then everything else is like, kind of like strength training. But sadly, because I have no gym or anything, I got like just two 20 pound dumbbells and that's it, man. And I got to get hella Mm -hmm. creative and a lot of calisthenics.
0: How do you track running? Do you use an app?
1: I should use a a watch, man. I finally dug, Hmm. I I found like this cheap ass 30, $30 watch and I I usually track it just off time. Like I'll run for like an hour, 30 minutes, okay. something like that, because I'm not really trying to go past a certain amount because then at that point it's just too much running and I'm not really trying to be a runner. Uh, if I right. was then I'd be running like crazy amounts, man. Because I, mm. I think the longest run I ever did was like eight, nine miles, but I, I know I could probably do a lot more than that. Um, mm. But I just use this little cheap watch. There's some really good cheap watches, but I just bought this little cheap, smart $30 watch. And it just tracks the amount of time I run plus the mileage and stuff like that. So I've just been using that to track it. I can't, I can't stand running with my phone, man. Like I have like a sleeve just for my phone, just in case of like emergencies or anything like that. But I hate running with that thing, man. It's right.
0: I see people put them like on their shoulder, not their shoulder, but you yeah, know, like that that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I see. I I there's a so I used to live on the other side of town where there was a dog park with the trail, and I always take my dog there. But ever since I moved, I've actually didn't know this until I think it was maybe seven months ago now. Yeah. We have like a baller nature trail where it's like really big. It's really wide. So many routes like you can actually you can walk. There's a bike trail. There's just a regular walking path. There's like a a woods path which my dog loves going to oh, and then there's like there. a hiking trail so i was just like man this is baller that's awesome so i go there every morning now with my dog and then i'll go there in the afternoon by myself because it's too hot and he's a black dog so i don't want him to get you know heat exhaustion so <laughs> yeah, I take, yeah i take him in the morning when it's nice and there's just this like dew and but yeah i'm trying to trying to get back in shape so Amen, keep dude. you guys updated on your your strong
1: man mission and, yeah. and my health health mission <laughs> Hey, man, you let me know if you need any advice or anyone, really. But yeah, dude, let me know. Right man. I'll take you up on that.
0: Okay. I figured I want to talk a little bit about upcoming projects. I only have two. One is I'm currently playing, I'm not streaming or anything. I'm just playing for review uh, Guilty Gear Plus R. So accent Ax Core, Axon X, Ax, Ax, Ax Core plus R. Cool. That, that game is really good. It's kind of, so I'm, I'm, the way I'm trying to play it is I'm playing it as if somebody else doesn't have internet. So like, I'm not going online trying to find resources. I'm just trying to play it as like a regular person and trying to figure things out on my own, because that is how I find most people would pick up a game.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: game was a little difficult to just pick up, to be honest, like even as a fighting game player, like. It's not very intuitive with how it teaches you things. If as actually, it doesn't really teach you anything. <laughs> it's just like it's kinda, <laughs> it kind of just throws you out there, to be like, here, do it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll try. But the game is super fun. It's it's intricate. It's deep. And I'm sure there are a lot more layers that I have to learn throughout my time with it. I'm, I've just started playing it. So well, I just started playing it for review. I've played it before for fun, but really trying to get into the mechanics of it. So that's going to take a little while. That's going to be the next game I'm reviewing for the seventh console generation review project. I think I've done four already. And the other one is I actually owe uh, Jam, who's uh, one of my patrons on Patreon. I'm gonna do uh, you know how I do the Why I Love series. Uh, he actually picked a character
1: mm. out of
0: Guilty Gear, and that's gonna be the upcoming project after that one.
1: Thanks. I hope it wasn't Jam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, no. Ironically enough, it wasn't Jam. Jam Dude. picked the character. It wasn't Jam. So, and actually, no. Before we get to the Hollywood question of the week. I noticed something about you, Pringle, and I wanted to bring it up. There was there's a point where I was watching your content on YouTube, like the old school stuff, all the way to there was like a point, yeah. like a cutoff point. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think maybe like two years ago Yeah. that I noticed. I was like, man, Pringle, he just all of a sudden cut off swearing.
1: You oh! don't swear. Got <laughs> <laughs> a dirty ass sailor mouth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. I uh, dude, I i just came out the marine corps man I was, <laughs> and i didn't even curse as much as i thought i did but compared to like all the marines when i was over there they cursed a lot i just stopped cursing in general because i didn't want <laughs> i didn't want people to learn it from me so right yeah so that's the one of the big reasons as to why i stopped cursing and i felt like it kind of killed my like c- comedic factor going on i was like i curse mm-hmm. sometimes just because i knew we'll get some laughs but as I stopped cursing, I felt like I'm like funnier because of that reason. But <laughs> right. yeah, but it it's mostly just for the fact that like I don't want nobody coming up to me and be like, hey, well he said it and I'm like, God damn it <laughs> Right, right, right.
0: Yeah. I I swear, I try not to swear too much, but I still swear. It's just it's hard not to. So oh, I, yeah. I commend you for like I was, I was noticing too. I was like, I don't think he he doesn't doesn't really swear on the podcast. And I think he swore when I spoke to you. So I was like, damn. So then when I was checking it, I was just like, damn, there was a point there somewhere. It looked like in 2018. I was like, man, Pringle gave up cursing. I was just like, all of a sudden I was like, damn, he's, he's done. It's in the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I literally did it overnight. I can, I could do things like that really quickly. I was like overnight. I was like, you know what, man, I'm not going to curse anymore. And I just did it like overnight, dude. That's wild. That's cool. All
0: right. We got Hollywood question of the week, and this one is, has the way you handle losses in fighting games evolved throughout the years? Oh, dude, I used
1: to, like, okay, so like you said, since you mentioned the cursing, oh, Mm -hmm. man, dude, that was war, like, when I played (laughs) fighting dude, I, like, launched my, I remember one time, I used to play, like, you know, like I said before, I played Smash, so, like, that game pissed me the hell off, dude, that game is just... It pisses you off because it's so easy to be scrubby, and it works, right? Compared to, like, a lot of other fighting games where it's like you have to learn something. You know, you got to learn a little bit more before you can start beating people. But in those, the the last iteration of Smash, the one before this one, oh, so scrubby, dude. So one day, man, I like, and then people would call me the end word. It was so racist, man. I was like, yeah, dude, they call you all kinds of racist. I even have a video of that stuff where they they would just call me such racist words, man. And, like, I used to get so angry at it. I launched the GameCube controller like across the room and stuff like that. I, oh, I cannot. It's not even like I hated losing. It was more so like I just, it's the salt, man. It's, I would right. just take over me so much. And I'm just like, ah, oh, it pissed me off. But as time gone on, I do, I do deal with a lot of that stuff a lot better because now I'm like, eh, whatever, you know. It's like now, it's like if I really don't, if I really get pissed off and losing in that game, probably not going to play it no more. <laughs> right. That, yeah, that's
0: kind of how I feel. You know, I, I will say I used to get, Really angry because it would come out of a competitive nature. Just like, God, I hate losing. And I would hate losing when somebody knows that he's pissing you off by beating you. That's the worst. The other guy on the other side, he's like, he knows. Like, it sucks.
1: Yo, that was. teabagging used to piss me off. Tea
0: uh, I mean, teabagging and just doing stupid stuff like yeah. you know using moves they know annoy you, or just repeating the like. People know how to get under your skin, even if it's online. Like they know, and it's when I was really immature with playing fighting games online. That would get to me over and over and over again mm-hmm. until I don't know. Like it just kind of clicked. I think maybe a couple years in, it just clicked to me as like I think. It's not worth getting mad anymore because all I'm doing is I'm getting mad and I'm getting beaten by the same things over and over again. And the catalyst to that is this, hey, I just don't know how to deal with it. It's a lot easier staying calm, even if you're getting beat by the same stuff, staying calm when you know what's doing it to you versus like, I don't know what hit me. This is so stupid, cheap, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So I think people that get into fighting games don't really know. There's no like you have to learn that, right? throughout mm-hmm. the time that you're playing fighting games online or offline or if somebody shows you is like hey listen the reason why you're getting hit by that is because i set it up like this and it's plus three so you press a button and you get hit every time you need that person and you need like that knowledge or you'll just be like this is cheap the game's broken i'm done game stop i'll go play call of duty like that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind
1: of that was me <laughs>
0: <laughs> brutal all right We got some fighting game news. So like I said, when I first started the show notes last year or last year, (laughs) last week, I was like, man, we got nothing. But luckily we built some stuff. So this one I found interesting. This came a couple weeks ago, I think, and it has to do with a rumor that was for Street Fighter 6. I almost said Street Fighter 5. Street Fighter 6. And possibly it's coming in 2022. And again, I just want to stress that this is a rumor. There is no basis for this. I personally don't know how credible this source is, except for the fact that they were a leaker who was right previously. So I just want to stress that before I start reading this thing. So, website PlayStation Universe reports that according to a source, Capcom is currently targeting the first quarter of 2022 for the next iteration of its popular fighting game, IP Street Fighter. The source comes by way of Aesthetic Gamer, also known as Dust Golem an indie game developer for Yai Gameworks, a studio based out of Portland, Oregon, which is your neck of the woods, specializing in small-scale horror games. Aesthetic Gamer reported that he was correct in a statement, or rather a leak, early in February of 2020 about Capcom targeting the announcement of four games, one which had been proven correct being Resident Evil 3 Remake. The other games targeted, according to Aesthetic Gamer, were a new Monster Hunter, Resident Evil 8, and Street Fighter 6. He goes on to say, and I quote, Resident Evil 8 was supposed to release in January 2021 before COVID struck. Street Fighter 6 was supposed to release this fiscal year, but got a year delay due to trouble and direction from Ono's decisions and someone else taking over, end quote. After an inquiry on Twitter by user GothamBats regarding the new target date for Street Fighter 6, considering Street Fighter V is scheduled to receive updates through the late, or rather through the entire year and late 2021. As that a gamer responded, 2022 definitely, but it's to be seen if they're aiming before or after March 31st, 2022. I'd like to take a swing and say before, but that's speculation on my part. I don't know the specifics of it, just that Street Fighter VI got the delay because it was not being received well internally, or with testers that was the big part that i got from that quote and i was just like man that uh, thank god thank god that like if that is true <laughs> if that is true man like good on you capcom because you don't want to have another street fighter 5 situation where it's just like hey this wasn't testing well let's take it out to the public anyway so I, there's a lot to dissect there and again it's all rumors who knows how credible this is but let's say it's all true what
1: do you make of this I will say, so Ono, yeah, the Ono thing was pretty weird. I think, I don't know much about it, but I do know that the Ono thing was kind of weird since he was like, well, everybody, I gotta go. <laughs> and then it was like, Jesus. all right. It seemed like he just kind of had to leave, but it seemed like from what I heard to the grapevines that they were kind of phasing that guy out more and more each year, little by little, it seems like. They had him do like lesser jobs as time went by, Um, but I, I'm not too sure much about the Ono. I, I bet like... It's like one year he was like, he came with a huge life size figure of Blanca. And then as the years <laughs> went by, the, the, the size of the figure became smaller <laughs> and smaller. <laughs> right. And then they turned into that little amiibo ass looking
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Blanca, man. They're gonna, next year they were going to give him a Punko one or something like that. Punko one. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that stuff. But I will say that I'm pretty surprised about there's talks about a, a Street Fighter six. I you know I I hope that if what the testers say that they were like oh no nah, this uh I gotta work it out because Street Fighter Five beta was oof man that was like oh uh, that was big ass yikes I don't know if you ever seen it man
0: I saw a little bit of it early on yeah
1: oh it was not good looking it was like almost it had that MVCI kind of stench looking mm-hmm. thing on. it had the, uh, had the funk but I think that if a Street Fighter Six come by that'd be pretty cool man I mean. If I, I'll say this, man, those rumors and stuff like that, I'm I, I'm getting to a point where I'm believing every single one of them. <laughs> I'm like, man, whoever's telling these rumors about Capcom must be right. Because it almost feels like every rumor about Capcom always, like, it just happens. Or it's like, okay, are they like, is, is somebody that works in there is like, oh screw you guys, I'm going to like leak everything out there or something like is that what's going on but i almost believe that if that's the case with street fighter 6 it'd be pretty dope if it comes out and when it does come out it's much better than five that's for sure
0: yeah there's a couple of pieces in play here the one that he said street fighter 6 was supposed to release this fiscal year so i don't know what cap you know every, every company has their own fiscal year as far as the dates yeah. within the 12 months So I don't know what Capcom's fiscal year is. It could be from March to March or from April to April. Who knows? But that seemed a little early, especially if it's 2021. So I actually didn't think Six was slated for 2021. I thought it was going to be 2022. So the fact that they had to delay it to 2022 means that, man, it must have tested really poorly if this is true. And I'm glad. I'm really glad. Like, honestly, like, the the worst thing you can do with anything right is repeat history especially in game development so had they pulled the trigger and said hey we need another street fighter out there even if it's incomplete and got what we got with the reception of street fighter 5 man you can only make a good first impression once after that it's over Mm -hmm. and look how long it's it's kept following street fighter like Street Fighter 6 has, has to come out of the gate really, really impressive. Like, you have to show us. We've learned from our mistakes. This is Street Fighter. Like, I don't want you to gain my good graces throughout. I want you to capture them right away. That's what I want as a consumer. So I'm glad that they made this move. I think March 2022, that's a good date. And just take your time.
1: I Yeah, man, I, I definitely hope they take their time. Their, their other games have been coming out pretty well. So it's like, y'all, man, just slow it down, please. You know, don't mm-hmm. rush it rush makes waste in this case so it definitely would be good if they you know and that's a that's a whole year too man you mentioned that's a long you know that's a good amount of time it's like man this this game's ass y'all gonna wait a whole another year and fix it or something man
0: really it's it's technically i think nine or ten months because i think in a development cycle Mm -hmm. you need like two months for certification Yeah, but that's still a good amount of time to like get the kinks out have Mm -hmm. it retested and really try to polish this game before it's out
1: mm-hmm. do they have any idea of how long does anyone know how long they've been working on the so the street fighter 6 i
0: i'm not sure i would assume that they've started development either this year or maybe last year but i highly mm. doubt it I, I would say probably this year so 2020 is what would be my guess but mm. I, that's not that haven't been confirmed anywhere. i don't believe
1: Mm-hmm I uh, I really hope that it does come out really well too, man. Like that last release was just ass, man. I I was so angry, man. I couldn't get my Steam <laughs> refund back because I just let let the game sit there for more than three hours, and I was like, dude, this game was like. I felt bad too because a part of me, I'll be honest, a part of me when I was making the video a while ago, I was like, man, am I in the wrong? Like, am I wrong? You know, like I really felt like this weird thing where I was like, maybe the game isn't that bad because mm-hmm. I was kind of new to fighting games. But then it was like, I look at it now and I'm like, no, nah, I was right, man. That game was not good on release. It was super empty. It was no barely any characters. The stages were there. The arcade mode or whatever the hell. Well, there's no arcade mode. The story mode was just a bunch of pictures. It was It was terrible compared to the last iteration of Street Fighter.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And I wasn't in 2015 2016 like i didn't visit any sites like forums and reddits and stuff like that so i didn't know the hate was overflowing i just remembered that when i first played the game i didn't like it and then watching the game wasn't very satisfying Mm -hmm. even as a spectator so i was like i i I kind of understand where you're coming from because i also felt that for a second i was like am i the only one that just is like not on this game and then when you go online and you saw like the response, the early response, not just from like people on our Kappa, cause you know, you can't always take what they say <laughs> with, you know, so it's our Kappa, right? Yeah. But it wasn't just our Kappa, it was our Shree Fighter and it was mm-hmm. our fighters and it was YouTube people. And it was everybody that wasn't really getting paid under the tables like, Hey, please promote our game. Hey, please. That's why there was a lot of people in the FGC who, you know, obviously Hollywood mm-hmm. that I don't have respect for because you're not willing to really be authentic with your opinion because Mm -hmm. you got relationships with people like Bandai Namco or Capcom or whoever. And yeah, 2016 for Capcom and Street Fighter was not good and it showed in the response. But I am giving them credit now as like, it seems that they know that. That's one part that I I find sometimes with these Japanese game developers is that they don't always understand (laughs) what happened that made their game fall Uh and they just continue on with like the same train and they don't change any tracks it's just like listen you have to see what's going on on in your landscape with your fans and it looks like capcom's doing that so delaying the game the fact that it didn't test well please take your time if you have to delay it again i don't care Uh just take your time Make a good Street Fighter game. Because listen, I don't, I'm not a Street Fighter guy. I could care less, honestly. I'm not huge on those characters. I don't really care for the game. But even I know that Street Fighter succeeding in the FGC is huge. It's monumental. Yeah, like, it's not like the only thing we need, but it's so much better when Street Fighter is good. It, it helps everybody. Like, it, it's so much better when Street Fighter is doing well. So I want Street Fighter doing, to do well because I want the FGC to do well. So if six needs time, give it time.
1: Yeah, man, you're right, dude. Like you, you're you're pretty right. Like sometimes I I my hate overflows me, and I'm like, I hope they just go and burn in the ground. But it's true though, <laughs> man. Because like at the end of the day, they already they're taking their L's already, man. But it's like, yo, come on, man. We can learn from the L's. You know, you could definitely get better from a lot of those things. I don't know what it is too though. Now that you mentioned it, I feel like a part of it is maybe the Japanese players aren't that outright. But I hear that they are. They're just not outright in, like, maybe Twitter or something, but I feel like now that Twitter has become more prevalent with, like, everything, now people are like, yo, man, this game is just... People are more savage now, I feel like, too, in, mm-hmm. in a bad and good way. It's like, man, this game's trash, man. Uh, fix it or something. But I really hope that with the new current game, and especially with Street Fighter, man, if Street Fighter is good, it basically means that when somebody is playing Street Fighter, like, oh, you know, I didn't play much fighting games. I did play a lot of Street Fighter, but hey, you know, I think I might try another game. It's like more people come to tournaments. Kind of like, um, I don't know if you remember the numbers, man, but when Street Fighter Five had its first year in Evo, man, those numbers were humongous, dude. It like was five
0: thousand like, people. Yeah,
1: five thousand people, and you know what that means? You got more people to body and skull girls or Melty Blood mm. or something <laughs> like that. You know, so that that is good in that way.
0: That's you just hit it, right? Like, Damn that's it. the one part that I think separates a game like Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. Like, Mortal Kombat can be super, super popular. But I don't know, at least I haven't seen too much evidence of people translating from Mortal Kombat to go play Tekken or go play Skullgirls or go play Blue. You don't really see that translation. Unless you're like a godlike player like Sonic Fox or
1: yeah. any of
0: those top, top NRS players that are just in there for fighting games, not so much for NRS or the, the IP in Mortal Kombat or the IP in Injustice. Street Fighter is different. Street mm-hmm. Fighter is not only a really big IP, but it's a fighting game IP. Like, that's the only thing it's known for. So, you see a lot of cross-pollination with people playing Street Fighter, being like, man, I remember this game in the 80s and then the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then they go look at, you know, they go to EVO or they go to Combo Breaker or they go to CEO or they go to, like, whatever, all those European tournaments, Japanese tournaments, and they're like, hey, what's this game right next to it? Hey, what's that game? And there's more just translation from player to player and game to game where you don't really see that word Mortal Combat. Not that there's wrong mm-hmm. with that, but it's just... That disconnect there, it's just like Mortal Kombat fans love Mortal Kombat. Some of them don't really love fighting games, they Mm -hmm. just love like the craziness that happens with Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter is different, and you gotta give it that credit. Like that game, or that IP rather, can be a tremendous force in the FGC if it's done right and it's done carefully. Mm -hmm. But man, we just suffered through almost five years of the game not doing it right. And it, you saw, like, you had to see it. Like, the community, at least since I've returned, I don't think I've seen it to be as cynical or somewhat toxic since Street Fighter V came out. Like, it's just, yeah, that's man. the truth, in my opinion. Like, it wasn't like that. Even though people didn't like Street Fighter Four because sometimes it was Oki OK Universe and it was knocked down heavy, <laughs> and it had a lot of problems. But everybody knew, at least from a competitive standpoint, that, hey, listen... When we get the best against the best, we get the best. Oh, Unequivocally, cool. that's the result that you get when a competitive standpoint. Yeah, it's got cheese. Every game has cheese. But I'll be honest with you, man. When I see Street Fighter V competitive play, I don't know if that guy's the best.
1: Yeah, man. It, uh, yeah, I agree. But and, uh, um, I
0: just wanted to add one more thing. Uh, Sorry to cut you off, but I one, one more it. thing. The reason why this might have some credibility is because he mentioned Monster Hunter Resident Evil 8 and one more. I forget. Anyway, he he mentioned those games. And those games were just recently mm. announced at the uh, PlayStation Showcase. Which we'll, we'll talk about here later, but that's why it's a little bit more credible the fact that he said those games, and here they are.
1: Yeah, and I wanted to say too, like, only oh, like two things, real quick, two last things. Street Fighter Five actually even got on ESPN too, so like, it, that's how important it is in that way. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, "Oh, what the hell is that?" It's like a dude just it does. It's not hard to understand Street Fighter as much as some people may not like it. I mean, I really like Street Fighter. Like, I really, I got more into Street Fighter V, but I didn't like, in the end, how it feels because it feels like, it feels very slow in terms of, like, lag. But it really is important in that regards because at the same time, it's almost like first players, first fighting game. You know what I mean? Like, that's the game that will teach you everything. DP, anti-air, fireball, all those things, they transfer to almost every single fighting game and maybe even the two characters in Tekken. Those things transfer on very well into like other fighting games that you can use like in Skullgirls nobody anti-airs because you're, everyone's just jumping around like the floor is lava. So when I played Street Fighter 5 I realized I need an anti-air or I'm just going to eat it every time. So there's really like it's those that game is like Street Fighter in general is pretty important as much as some people may not like it. It's very important. So when it succeeds we all succeed.
0: Oh, for sure and it elevates other games yeah, too man. like I you just said ESPN, right? I don't know if you remember, but because the camera was rolling for Street Fighter, it wasn't taped and put on ESPN2, but the camera was rolling. And do you remember that year? I think it was 2016. That year where the Melia player thought he won in Exert, and then he gets up and he celebrates whatever. Oh, and dude, that I, was funny, man. And I, then the Eddie player just destroys him. I think it was <laughs> like, was it Ogawa? Who was, I, he was, he's the Eddie player or the Zato I, player.
1: yeah, yeah. okay so i think ogawa is the zato player and the milia player dang i forgot his name but i I used to watch his footage all the time but yeah it was hella funny man
0: yeah anyway the camera was rolling for it was because i think guilty gear was right before street fighter and the camera was rolling and they got that footage on espn2 like you know how they do their top 10 like not highlights but like lowlights yeah, like that yeah, footage made it like and the reason why that footage made it to espn 2 was because they were prepping for street fighter so street fighter it'll elevate every single game even if it doesn't really try to it's just a yeah, matter yeah. of the fact that how big it is so mm-hmm. the fact that you saw guilty gear on espn is insane like could you imagine like how that's such a crazy concept but mm-hmm. street fighter has the power to do that and i think you play street fighter 6 right like I, i'll probably won't play it but as a Tekken player, as an Undernight player, as a Persona player, like I will benefit if Street Fighter 6 does well. And I mm-hmm. think you could say that for any game.
1: Yeah, man. And I also want to say right quick, that brings more attention and more money into the fighting game scene. So that mm-hmm. could make other better games, or uh, at the time maybe maybe they'll be better, but other different games like more possibility of happening because there's so much more of an interest in the fighting game scene.
0: Absolutely, so yeah, interesting interesting news coming out of a potential credible source or maybe a leak and we don't know anything we just spent half an hour talking about something that's not even true (laughs) They're gonna be like Street
1: Fighter, cross Tekken 2, that's what we're gonna get, like god we were so wrong.
0: (laughs) Could you imagine Jesus Christ Anyway, number two is a standalone Ruby title coming soon, TM? This came out news last week. Now, website Nintendo Wire reports that WayForward, the studio behind the highly acclaimed beat 'em up River City Girls, I don't know if you played that. It's actually really fun.
1: Man, I want it, man. But the physical copies, like sixty or like hard to find. Oh, now, man. Yeah, Yes, sucks. No. But I want, the, I want the physical because it's such a cool looking game.
0: Yeah. So they made River City Girls and Arc System Works, one of the FGC's pr- premier fighting game development and publishing arms and entertainment company Rooster Teeth are collaborating to bring a Ruby game in 2021. According to the report, and I quote, development of the game will be handled by WayForward, while publishing duties will be split between WayForward and Arc System Works, and creative oversight will be provided by Rooster Teeth. The rest of the article does not provide much detail regarding the game outside of the fact that it is targeting multiple platforms and that the three companies are excited to be working with each other on this project. The Ruby IP was recently seen and rather seen incorporated in the 2018 fighting game crossover Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle developed and published by Arc System Works. What
1: do you think? you think this is a fighting game? Ooh, uh, I don't know, maybe cuz like <laughs> I know Arc System's been Man, they got, they must have some deep pockets or something, man, cuz they've been publishing a lot of things I do know way forward, they make some pretty good games. They made the Shantae series, mm-hmm. uh, Blastmaster. I think they made that, and they made another couple of series. They make some pretty good games. So I don't know if we would get a fighting game, but I mean, since the interest of them being in Cross Tag, there might just be potentially a fighting game because so much people got hyped for those two characters. Like that when Ruby first dropped, like, ah! everyone was shaking in their chairs over there. Oh, yeah. Chick. And they even like made her out of from scratch so who knows man i think it would be pretty cool if it does happen then see more fighting games happen that's a really nice thing but it might end up just being like some sort of beat em up too i could see that yeah i think so too i think so too (laughs) or an arena fighter Uh, yeah Uh,
0: well yeah the reason why i put it in there is because it is ruby and it is arxis so i was like Mm -hmm. maybe but, in, I mean, in my heart, I really do think that this is just going to be a beat-em-up. I think it would be awesome if those three could collaborate on, a, like, a true fighting game from the ground up, because yeah. I still maintain, man, Battle. the best characters in those games, both visually and mechanically, are the Ruby characters, oh, yeah. and probably later on, the guest characters that they added from non-fighting MIPs. So, like, who's that girl from, was it Senran Kagura?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's her, and there's also... I. I think her name is sakura but like her she's from like uh arcana heart max maybe or one of those kind of weird oh yeah arcana heart yeah japanese game.
0: yeah but she's already from a fighting game i i, I, I think yeah. i think the ones that has have never been in a fighting game before those are the best constructed characters in blazer Tag battle because they feel complete somewhat right they feel complete for that game because you you've never played a complete oh, version of those true, characters dude. prior right mm-hmm and I think they did them really well too in that game. So I think if those three did decide to go on a fighting game, Way Forward is super they're
1: good, talented. They're... With, yeah, oh, man, with they're really games. freaking good, dude. Those Shantae games, I want the newest one, but played like every one except for the Game Over, man. They're good, dude. They're they're really good at making games, man.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I don't doubt that they could make a really good fighting game, especially with Arc System there to publish and kind of give them direction. And I think Rooster Teeth is therefore more to get the characters right as far as mm-hmm. lore and far as far as authenticity to what the character actually is. So I think it's a cool partnership. But yeah, I, don't, I personally don't think this is a fighting game. <laughs> it would be awesome to see.
1: Yeah, man. And I, also, yeah, I think it's really cool that it is... They're all, like, they're actually going out their way to be like, hey, Rooster Teeth, come on over here. Let's do mm-hmm. some work together. And they're, You know, that Arc System is definitely on the right path to making more and more connections with all of these things. Wasn't it... Well, didn't Arc System pretty much connect with Bandai Namco to make like DBFZ, you know, wasn't that there?
0: Uh yeah, I believe. Well, I think Bandai Namco hired ArcSys to yeah. do that game, but I yeah, I'm actually not entirely sure what that partnership is. I know it's it's Bandai Namco making the final decision on that game, mm-hmm. but yeah, obviously it's Arc Systems developed game, so.
1: Yeah, so I mean ArcSystem System is definitely pushing the their way forward when it comes to like connecting with other things. SNK need to do that, side note, but like <laughs> <laughs> but our is definitely doing it right in that regard yeah also putting rollback in guilty gear so yeah
0: they're oh, yeah. they're doing good our Arxis is they're doing good all right topic number three of the week is or rather news item of number three of the week and this is not so much fgc related kind of like the whole xbox stuff but this is gaming related but i think this one will affect us way more than the xbox stuff because according to my twitter research i was completely wrong pringle I was completely off from when we were talking about Xbox, but let's get into it. So all about PlayStation. We're a little late to this, but Sony has officially revealed the prices of its upcoming PlayStation 5 consoles as well as confirmed multiple dates both for hardware and software. Website PlayStation Blog reports that the upcoming PlayStation 5 consoles will launch in seven markets, the United States among them, on November 12, 2020 with global markets to follow a week later on November 19th, 2020, which, by the way, is my brother's birthday. Hey. Yeah, happy birthday then, my brother. Happy birthday. So we now know that the two different SKUs are separated by 100 US dollars, as the digital version of the PlayStation 5 is marked at 399 and the disc version of the PlayStation 5 is marked at 499 officially. Mm-hmm. Following the PS5 showcase, which occurred on September 16th, 2020, Multiple games have been announced. However, unfortunately, no fighting game was cited during the showcase. No SNK has been seen since. Dude. (laughs) it's gonna come brutal anyway game reveals of note toward devil may cry 5 special edition made by capcom final fantasy 16 made by square enix five nights at freddy's security breach made by steel wool studios and scott games hogwarts legacy made by warner brother games man warner
1: Brothers has so much money Ooh, they got and some deep ass, man. their pockets yeah. probably deeper than a, a black hole man <laughs>
0: <laughs> and lastly a new god of war title which is made by studio santa monica Additionally, games like Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and Demon's Souls, which I found the most interesting out of those three, will launch alongside the console. So those are launch games for the box. Actually, before I continue on, let's just talk a little bit about those games. I know they're not exactly fighting games, but I know you're a bit of a Final Fantasy fan, so what do you think of 16? 16
1: oh man i hate it <laughs> really <laughs> uh, yeah dude i don't like it at all it, it well so it reminds me a bit of final fantasy 14 the mmo but they pretty much did the one big sin to me as a fan or kind of a fan of the final fantasy which i'm not too much a fan but i play them they don't they're not turn-based anymore so now it's action-based and they pretty much did that to final fantasy 7 remake the final fantasy 15 game which a lot of people said they like it it was really good i played it i kind of fun i didn't beat it but that combat is dry and not good at all like it's 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 very like you just kind of hold the button and the character does everything and maybe they'll make the new combat in the in 16 better but i'm definitely not very excited i actually after i saw it, i was like oh boy hopefully there's some dragon quest news and to my <laughs> to my belief of course there was nothing but like yeah that like it looks cool but like that doesn't impress me anymore the looks and bells and whistles just aren't enough to kind of get me to be like oh i'm gonna spend half a grand on the playstation yeah that's right
0: not yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly we'll get into that but you know you're right i think ever since i think i was in high school when the first final fantasy 13 came out like 13 part One.
1: Oh, dude 13
0: <laughs> and ever since then i find that the final fantasies kind of blend together obviously not the mmo but like 13 15 and now this one it all kind of just seems like the same sort of game
1: yeah so 13 was pretty much a kind of like a big departure but not too big but it was like they were trying to phase out turn base because 13 had it in this weird way where like because like i think the last one 12 was that the mmo or was it yeah 12 was the mmo i think or was it Oh man, I get so confused between. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> man, no but idea. like thirteen was like it was very linear with the traveling and like going from place to place. Literally, just hallways of le- of level design. Terrible, man. The game doesn't really even become an open world till like about well, like seventy five percent in the, into the game. Damn. And the turn yeah, the turn base is like really weird. I like the game because I streamed it, but I think if I would have played it by not streaming it, I may not have liked it as much it's definitely yeah. like it starts kind of like slowly phasing that turn-based feel of the game because it's kind of like turn-based but it's kind of not it's it's a really weird one like it, it's it is turn-based but it isn't and I know what you mean by visually it that's one of the things I don't really like too much about Final Fantasy it's like it looks more and more grittier as time goes on and then when I look at Dragon Quest I'm like I know like if I feel like dragon Final Fantasy sometimes has no soul, but when I see Dragon Quest, I'm like, I know what that is. That's the slime, the blue dude. He smiles, he got two eyes. That's the <laughs> dude I'm gonna body as soon as I play this game. That's the soul, man. Damn. Yeah, well said.
0: Yeah, that's how, yeah, it's kind of how I saw it. A- is there anything out there? I know my buddy, he's a big Harry Potter fan. Do you care at all for Hogwarts Legacy? Dude. I actually saw it and I was like,
1: yo, it looked kind of clean though, man. <laughs> <I> <laughs> it, did. Like, it did. It yeah, did. Yeah, it looked pretty clean, man. I was like, I'm not, I don't really like Harry Potter because I'm not really interested in that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I think it looked cool. I, I'd say that much. It looked really clean yeah it
0: it looked yeah i do like the concept the fact that's like it's not based on harry potter it's just like no you're the wizard you go through the hogwarts experience and you kind of make your own adventure i thought that was a that was a cool idea i'm surprised that they haven't thought of it before yeah really cool and the fact that they got warner brothers behind yeah. that i mean they'll, they'll do good they'll do good
1: yeah man that's actually so now that i think about it yeah you're right because like that's like i didn't think i didn't know i thought it was just harry potter's another harry potter story That's probably the biggest problem I've always had with the Harry Potter series. It's too much about Harry Potter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If they would have, like, the whole concept in the school is very, like, it's, like, pretty expansive. And it could have been, like, multiple stories and all these different characters. But there's such a big focus on one guy. So it's like, eh.
0: No, it's cool that they're using the universe, but not using the protagonist. I like that. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then finally, we only got, like, it just said Ragnarok on screen, but it's a new God of War title. I didn't see anything of note there, but the last God of War, I haven't played it, but I heard it was really good. So hopefully they'll probably do more of the same for PlayStation fans. Now, Sony also introduced their new upgraded service for the PlayStation 5 and the newly modeled PlayStation Plus collection. Sony is quoted saying this, PlayStation 5 owners with PS Plus will be able to download and play curated library or rather a curated library of PS4 games that define the generation. That's so PR speak.
1: <laughs> You're dumb, dude.
0: Like Batman Arkham Knight, Bloodborne, Fallout 4, God of War, Monster Hunter, or rather Monster Hunter World, Persona 5. Persona 5, not Royal, just Persona 5. <laughs> and... <laughs> like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They, they didn't specify, dude. Nope.
0: It's kind of like when Street Fighter was put on the, the free games, and they just put Street Fighter, not Arcade. So it was the,
1: the dry version of Street Fighter?
0: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, see,
1: that's grimy. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing the same thing with PlayStation Plus Collection. So Persona 5 and many more, the PS Plus Collection will be added will be an added benefit to the existing PS4 benefits that PS Plus members receive for a single subscription price. I actually think this is really good. It seems like they're catching up to Microsoft with services. Mm-hmm. I think I think Sony has always had a huge advantage with their software and their games. I think their lineup has always been... I, I mean, depending on a person, but I personally think that their software has been better than Microsoft as far as games are concerned. Yeah. But I think Microsoft has done a really good job of bundling services together which also speaks to video game players so it seems like this is a a way to compete with Microsoft on the service department so lastly Sony also detailed specification and prices of both the console and its upcoming peripherals on its website so all that is public information now you can go check it out if you're interested which I'm sure if you're really interested in the next generation consoles you already have. The FGC's response to PS5 showcase has been mostly positive, as many have already expressed their excitement for the new console, as well as the upcoming titles planned for the console. Just to note, the lack of USB ports, which were a big topic of conversations... Uh, (laughs) Are
1: you kidding me? Sorry, go ahead, man. Oh my god.
0: Just to note, the lack of USB ports, which were a big topic of conversation by the FGC during the initial reveal of PlayStation 5, have been since dismissed, as we finally saw that the console has multiple high-speed ports Uh-oh. on the back of the console.
1: <laughs> I would have been like, what? <laughs> yeah,
0: a lot, to, a lot to unpack there. So at the top of this whole thing, I said that I was wrong. The reason why I was wrong, so remember how I said with Xbox Series S, I felt that the price point was so competitive that it could... Make people interested in perhaps going for that console because of how cheap it is $299, right? Now, the digital version of PS5 is marked at $399, $100 more. And I thought that was like, man, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. But then when I saw the reaction of everybody, not just in the FGC, but everyone, I was just like, man, people don't care. They really did not care for the fact that Microsoft is $100 cheaper. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, hey, maybe Xbox will be the new tournament standard if it's the (laughs) Xbox Series S. No way, man. I saw tournament organizers on Twitter. I saw competitive players. Everybody was all about PlayStation. I was like, I guess PlayStation has more of a pull in the FGC than I initially Mm. thought. Because I really thought that I was just like, hey, maybe Microsoft can make a move here with this cheaper console. Nope. They didn't even blink, man. They didn't care that it was 400 <laughs> Dude. They're like, PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation. So I was just nice like, man, dude. I guess it, it didn't matter at the end of the day, at least from the initial response. Now, again, we don't know how... We don't have the boxes yet. So we don't know once we get the to tournaments, if we ever are able to play again offline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. We awesome.
0: won't know how these games are played on each box. Maybe there is severe input delay with the PlayStation or severe input delay with the Xbox, or maybe the game just runs better or smoother or whatever, we don't know yet, but just from the initial reaction, it looks like the FGC is wholeheartedly putting their faith in PlayStation regardless of the price, which is yeah. interesting to me. I did not see that coming. Yeah, huh? it sh- shows you what I know, though. <laughs>
1: Dude, it, it disappoints me in a way, too, man, but I'm also thinking in my head, it's because PlayStation has the games, man. They got the games. Yep. They got the 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 uh they got the personas well you already got those those weaves out there they got the mm-hmm. five nights they got the devil may cries they got the spider man they got the demon souls the the call of duty if xbox can't pull out those kind of games then it's like ah they're just not and it's like why would I, I of course i want to go like if i can get something the cheapest way possible and it still serves me the same amount like the same way i'd go the cheaper route if i could get a three hundred dollar console and it plays all the next gen fighting games. By all means, but what happens is, is that of course I'm not always playing fighting games. I want to play me some Call of Duty, some Yeah, that's not really Yeah, some Spider Man. So it makes sense as to why people are like, Yeah, man, I'm gonna go. And, and that price point is ridiculous, by the way. But I, it sucks, man. Like, I, part of me is kind of sad because, like, yo, let's save some money, y'all. Like, <laughs> let's save some goddamn <laughs> money. You know, I'm down with saving money five hundred dollars and i have you seen the size of that uh ps5 mac no i haven't Ooh, there is this uh there's like this um there's like a screen comparison man that thing is tall as hell man it's actually pretty tall i i'd I have to find the picture from what i saw but from what i saw if it is correct it's a pretty tall console so i, I don't know part, that's kind of sad man because like i i like sony of course but five hundred dollars man for the one with the 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 freaking basically the disc reader come on mm-hmm. man that's that's too ex- that's really that's really expensive that's if i say half a grand it sounds much more than what it really is <laughs> <laughs> right. so yeah. I, I, i'm sad about that but i'm not surprised that ps5 is playstation in general they've showed games too i don't know if xbox has done much of a showcase but they they show so many no. games man yeah exactly I think that just Microsoft just ain't got it, man if they, were, you, they just need to like work some sort of like thing with Steam where it's like you can play our games, but you can't actually control us like that's Steam side. And mm-hmm. then it's like, all right, we can play like you can play the games on the, the, the Xbox. But you know we're we're still controlling everything on Steam. That'd be maybe godlike if they were able to do something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean the I didn't write it down here, obviously, because it happened I think yesterday or maybe two days ago. The last thing we heard as far as games from the Microsoft side was that they purchased Bethesda Studios. Yeah. For like seven point two or five billion dollars, something ridiculous. Good and obviously now they can have. I don't know. I Actually, I didn't read the whole article. I don't know if now Bethesda Studios is a first-party studio for Microsoft, so I don't know if they make completely exclusive games or if they're going to be timed. I'm, I'm assuming, right, you don't pay that much money to not get exclusivity, but yeah, man. I don't know what the deal is. I, I mean, obviously, Skyrim is huge and Elder Scrolls IP is, is ginormous, so that's going to be a really good thing for Microsoft, but you're right. I mean, if you want games, especially the more mainstream ones and the the really hard-hitting exclusives then sony is where it's at and you yeah you actually made a good point i'm such i have such tunnel vision that i think like fighting games fighting games fighting games because i'm on a, yeah. I'm, I'm a pc right like i play on pc so i technically have a, a giant library for everything but I think as far as like tournament standards for other people that don't, they don't have PCs, right? They play their fighting games on PlayStation. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense, even with the hundred dollar more expensive console to get that one because it opens up your library for non fighting game titles. And then you can still play the fighting game titles on it if you need to. So, yeah, man, it's definitely interesting to see the reaction, how people didn't even bat an eye to that <laughs> price point
1: like 100 more dollars shoot I've been saving up the cash in my for a <laughs> minute I need to use it anyway that's like damn yep. dude
0: I mean it really it's 200 more dollars if you yeah it mm-hmm. if you get the disc I mean I guess they're they're technically on par if you get the disc version for either console Xbox yeah. Series X or PlayStation 5 disc version but if you want to go digital you either make a sacrifice you're like do I pay a hundred less dollars for the console Maybe perhaps get let games, but it'll come back to me with the services because I have Game Pass Ultimate with EA Play combined and all that. Or do you just wait, you know, you pay $100 more and then you're like, hey, Sony will give me the games on the back end. So I know that they're working on stuff. They got Studio Japan. They got Studio uh-huh. Bend. They got all these studios all over the place. Obviously, Santa Monica is working on stuff. So, yeah, and. If I was just a non-completely just focus on fighting game type of consumer, I understand why you would go with PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But as a tournament organizer, that's the the part that I didn't understand, is that <laughs> the <laughs> tos on Twitter didn't even seem to consider microsoft's console and i was just like why isn't it like maybe i'm missing something here but i was like isn't it more cost effective again catalyst is if those consoles can play the games that we need to at the performances that we we were expecting but if that is the case wouldn't you want to save that money on a digital version of the xbox but it seemed dude i saw i'm pretty sure i saw jabaly who runs ceo Uh i saw uh, rick the hado and i saw a couple others just being like hell yeah playstation five so i was just like i guess yeah, i guess they don't really think about yeah
1: that. dude they said i'm I'm fine with 500 yeah <laughs> Four or three. i think the playstation has been usually like most fighting games if not a lot of them tend to go out on the playstation side since there's just so much japanese stuff on there as well compared to like the xbox so maybe pa- their past mm-hmm. experience with the console that could be the reason. Because, like, say, for instance, like, in Combo Breaker 2016, the only time I saw 360 was for Darkstalkers and maybe another game. Everything else was PS3s.
0: Yeah. Or, uh, they, they obviously, they wouldn't need an Xbox One to run Killer Instinct. But that's pretty much yeah. it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably, yeah.
0: Yeah, interesting reaction from the FGC and the gaming world. Obviously, these consoles will be out soon. I know, I'm pretty sure that there is a date for the Xbox. I just don't know what it is because I forgot to put it in here. But yeah, November 12th for... The United States and six more markets and then November 19th for the rest of the world. Yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Now, I wanted to do this TGS thing, but I tell you what, how about we skip it? And if we have time and you're still here, (laughs) we'll we'll go (laughs) over it. But this one is more important in my eyes and this came, this broke a couple days ago so this has to do with one of your favorite games obviously right Lab Zero and (laughs) it's a long winded saga so Lab Zero is officially in the past but the Future Club era begins (laughs) so former Lab Zero game employees who many were part of the departing crew following the Mike Z saga which transpired in the summer months of 2020 including inappropriate workplace habits sexual harassment and other allegations against the studio head have recently announced the assembly of their new game development studio Future Club and again if Anybody is in the dark with everything that happened with Mike Z and Lab Zero Games. It's all out there. We spoke about it. It's online, so you can figure it out. But anyway, in a Twitter to, in a, or rather in a Twitter post, creative director Mariel Kinuko Cartwright announced the news and shared a link to the studio's website. The website header message reads as such, and I quote: "We're a new co-op game development studio formed in, se- in September 2020. Future Club specializing in and handcraft." art and traditional 2D animation engaging and responsive gameplay and creating unique and memorable worlds. We want to make games that inspire our players the way our favorite games inspires us or rather inspired us. We come from a variety of backgrounds in the game industry with previous work on titles like Indivisible, Skullgirls, League of Legends, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Colin the game, yeah, the, <laughs> the world movie, the game, <laughs> uh, sound shapes and much more. Future Club is employee-owned and we believe that we are greater than the sum of our parts. We value open, honest communication with our peers, partners, and players and believe in our strength as a team. Lastly, the final note on the website mentioned that the studio is currently working on developing new IPs, and they're looking for talented people to join their crew. A lot to unpack there, but yeah, what do you think about this? The fact that former Lab Zero employees did not run over to... Shoot, who's that developer that makes the... or who owns Skullgirl's IP? I already forgot Uh, their name. Autumn Games, I believe. Yeah, Autumn Games, yeah. Yeah. And instead, they decide with a co-op, right? So they made an employee-owned development studio, which technically, when I read that Vice article that you shared to me a couple days ago, they're not seen as a co-op by government standards or by the Business Bureau standards Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of rigmarole that goes with that. So they're technically a co-op in theory, but... They're not seen as one, so hopefully they can work around that because I don't know how things work with taxes and stuff, but that's for them to figure out, not me. <laughs> man, man. Um, right now, I think they're made of 16 people, which is a lot, I think, for an indie studio.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, there's
0: a lot to unpack. So, first of all, I know you. we kind of clowned on the name Future Club. <laughs> what do you think about the name? <laughs> yeah, man.
1: Come on, man. Out of all the names, Future Club. I'm like, dude, <laughs> Like, you know when you're like in, in class school and they're like, Join the, the sports club, the tennis club. Join the club of the future. The future <laughs> going to look at you sideways over here. Like, come on, man. Really? Oh, <laughs> you yeah. like, couldn't think of the most creative people in the world over there. And that was the name they thought of. Like, come on, man. It's kind of goofy sounding. Like, you know, and, actually,
0: I don't know why it came up to me, but like, have you ever played the original Bioshock?
1: Yeah, uh, not really, but I've seen a lot of footage and stuff like that. So I have an idea of what it's about.
0: It's really funny, but when I saw
1: that name, I don't know
0: why it came up to me, but like I thought of like the when you go to the M machine and like you hit the okay thing and it says like welcome to the circus of value. <laughs> <Dude. laughs> that's what I thought of. Welcome was, to
1: the future club. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's how I I don't know, it's just kind of a goofy name, but yeah, I, I, I understand what they're trying to do with it. Like the future club as in they want to leave things in the past. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. I understand that that's kind of like their vision, but still kind of a goofy name. So, yeah, man. But anyway, I mean, they have super, super talented developers now and animators and all sorts of people. And obviously, most of the people that we read not last week, but the week before that left Mike Z. So, you have, you know, Persona and you have mm-hmm. obviously Kinuko and all those really talented people. So, they're now with Future Club. Lab Zero is, as of right now, it's just Mike Z, right? Because he fired everybody else. <laughs> <he didn't leave. laughs>
1: dude that's funny to me man it's yeah. literally lab zero now <laughs> yeah it's, it's lab it's lab one <laughs> yeah lab one dude
0: <laughs> so and he's been super quiet obviously you understand He's he hasn't put himself in any of the headlines and now Future Club is making the headlines I wanna I just wanna say this and let me know what you think about this and I don't wanna sound harsh or cruel but this is what I think is as, as talented and as good as these people that now make future club right or make up future club i don't believe that they will make a fighting game and if they do i think that would be a mistake i think they're really good at making really cool art they have really obviously talented developers i think you can make other games obviously not using the z engine but they can make different games smaller scale games I say don't make a fighting game, because I don't believe, without Mike Z, that they have the capability to really make something as special as Skullgirls. Which now, that's the precedent. Like, you came from Lab Zero, you made that game. Skullgirls is a bar way too high to accomplish without somebody like Mike Z. Think of everything you want to think about Mike Z. When that dude makes a fighting game, he is... A savant. Like he is yeah. so good at that stuff. So when I say that they're working on new IPs, I hope that for their sake. Not that I say that I don't have faith in them, but I'm saying if you want to compare it to Skullgirls, it's going to be so hard to even meet expectations, let alone exceed them. So I say make something completely different. Make something like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but don't don't make a fighting game. If that that would that would be my kind of take or opinion on on what they should do. Now I don't work there. What do I know? I'm just a guy on the internet but without mike z man i think it's gonna be an uphill climb i think it's gonna be very difficult and depending on who they hire i know they're looking for people in the gaming industry and the other part is that they're employee owned and they have their board especially with 16 people man that's a lot of voices a lot of what i was thinking
1: man like yeah dude so i I, when i i think i read read a little bit more and they were mentioning that it's still gonna have like a board of people and kind of like a governing body of like you know kind of like a chain but it's still like Is there really a chain when everybody has like a share? Yeah, well, they technically do have
0: a CEO, but with the board and the fact that they're employee owned, they can put things through votes. They can veto certain Mm -hmm. things and they can make any sort of creative liberties if they have the numbers. So I don't know if they'll run into problems. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll work great. And that'd be awesome. For one, I was happy because I was like, hey, they're moving on. Hey, they have an opportunity to make more money. The fact that they're employed again and they don't have to worry about jobs or whatever. That's great. But when it comes to fighting games, I was like, I don't see much potential here. Not to disparage them. I just, without Mike Z, I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm kind of like agreeing with you there, man. Because like, I want to be optimistic for them too. Because I mean, that's great. You know, if if they make something different, they're separating themselves from that and they can become their own thing. At the same time, yo, man, you got some big-ass shoes to fill. It, it kind of mm. reminds me of this. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Courage the Cowardly Dog, but the, there's a character in there, Eustace. He had to oh, fill yeah. his dad's shoes, and the shoes was ginormous. You're looking at 30 <laughs> yep. feet shoes, man. 30 feet foot. Like, <laughs> like yo, that's a big foot, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's this thing where you have, to, you have to either be different, and I think it's better to be different than to try to fill in and try to be better than something that was already made. And one of the big things about Mike Z is that he played his game a lot, man. He played Skullgirls a lot. The dude would sit there and play the thing to a competitive level, and he would be the one working on it. So I don't know. To me, that's very different and special to that game in particular. The guy just knows so much about fighting games, man. Like, the guy is like, he could go all day about fighting games if he really wanted Mm -hmm. to in the programming aspect and all that stuff man it is sad though this desp- sp- despite all that stuff that happened and all the anger and frustration all that it's sad in the end of the day though when you think about it because we lost a good developer to whatever mm-hmm. the hell his problems are in his head we lost a possibly a good team despite maybe their issues we lost them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and now who knows we he, who knows maybe he could have made another game if things were going good we could have made another fighting game and that could have been great or you know whatever happened but we all in the end we all lose it and it just kind of sucks and yeah i'm not too i i'll be i'll be honest too man i, I kind of agree i'm not really like i'm not gonna be like yo man they're about to make another fighting I'm like nah man just just make like a fun little puzzle game man you mm-hmm. know no i mean i i
0: wish them well yeah and we'll see you know we'll see obviously within the coming months or the coming years where future club is where lab zero is if there's there's going to be a lot of pieces in play and a lot of moving parts but yeah i wish future club well and i'm sure they'll make something cool they got they got some good people over there
1: yeah man if not if hey man even if they do make a fight maybe they make a better one or maybe they'll make it yeah. work who knows but you know i'm optimistic yeah. for them too though hopefully they make some good
0: yeah. So good luck to Future Club. Now, what do you think we should do? Should we do TGS or should we do Hollywood is too mean? We'll, we'll do the Hollywood too mean. Hollywood too mean. I think that's a good. That's a good part. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you've noticed Pringle, but apparently, yeah. according to our listeners <laughs> and some some YouTube comments, we're too mean on this show. <laughs> we're too mean. The people can't handle the fact that we kind of give it to them straight. And, you know, everybody has a favorite games and everybody has feelings. And sometimes we we hurt them <laughs>
1: without with words. <laughs> Yo, you don't know how hard it is. It sounds like you're describing a special snowflake over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Listen, I think we are sometimes we can be mean, but it comes from a place of honesty right i'm not trying to be Mm -hmm. mean i just spent all that time saying how i want street fighter to be successful but i'm not gonna fake it right i'm not gonna be like oh it is successful even if it's not or it is doing really good even though it's not like listen just because i want something doesn't mean i always get it and i'm gonna tell it to whoever is interested in listening to it but anyway, throughout two episodes of FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, what you're listening to now, we've gotten some feedback from our audience. And one of the major complaints so far has been that we are too mean on some select fighting games. So in order to ease some of the negative attention that we've been bringing into these fighting games, I compiled some good qualities for games we have been harsh on. And I don't know how you feel about these things. This is just what I kind of feel about these games. If you want to add anything, go ahead. Or if you want to... Oh, you're wanna, good. I got you. Yeah, if you want to disagree with any of my takes, go ahead or agree with any of my takes. Yeah. So, I'll start. Street Fighter V obviously has been a huge target <laughs> at, <laughs> here at FGC Hollywood. <laughs> We've made it very clear how we feel about Street Fighter Five. rather. So, here are some good qualities I actually find about Street Fighter Five. So, the main menu, I think, is really well constructed. The fact that it has everything where it should be. you got all the options arcade mode you know everything it's it's i think it's well constructed it's very modern looking so i like that the the live dates on and and rank announcements are really cool like you know how you get it up to a rank match and it's like you are ranked 64 oh, yeah, yeah. in north I, I america like
1: that, it'd be that cool. is that is dope yeah. yeah that's dope it'd be it'd be like you are ranked number one out of all the Armika or something like that and then it's like yeah you are ranked number of 2689 <laughs> feels like it's saying damn you suck ass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. it but cool. it is
0: cool like in, in real time the fact that they track they have the dates on the bottom and then they have the announcer telling you where you're at like that's a really an innovative thing to do from a presentation standpoint in a fighting game so yeah good on capcom that's that's dope i wish more games would do that it has a couple of banger like original soundtracks. Mm-hmm. One, one of my favorites is Ring of Pride, which I, I'll listen to just from time to time because it's just, I really love rock and roll. And that one is just like, it hits really hard. And Temple of Ascension, which I think is like technically Akuma's theme. But ah, those yeah. two, I'm like, I, I like those themes a lot. There are a couple others, but those two really stand out to me. I was like, man, those are really, really good. And I'll, I don't even play the game, but I'll just put them on sometimes. I'll listen to it. I was like, this is really, this is fire. <laughs> so... <laughs> Some of the V trigger animations, I think, are really cool. Like the way they pop V trigger. They, you know, every everyone has their own effect, right? And their right. own like individual color. Like Jury will have one color, but Ryu will have one color. So, but the, you know, how they get into a certain stance when they pop V trigger. Yeah. I think that animation is actually smooth. Like it's mm-hmm. it's the transition from just neutral to popping V trigger is, is is really nicely done. So, yeah, I, but- I do I do like that. And then the last one is cool catchphrases. And one of my favorite ones is you know when. G says, or he has a super or rather critical art, and he says, light it up. I think yeah. that's so sick. <laughs>
1: that's so Is That one, cool. he shoots his finger beam,
0: right? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I do like that one too. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, those are some nice things I have about. See, I don't only have things to shit about, Street <laughs> Fighter. Like, I actually do, I can find good in that game. I just don't bother to write it down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oh, uh, dude, I, I have, so I have a couple of things. I, I can definitely find, I mean, I played it for a year or two or something like that. I like hmm. the I like the fact that there's a lot of good costumes in the game, man. Like Ryu has a oh, freaking yeah. uh, uh a Mega Man costume and I think he's uh has a Gutsman costume. He also has a um Dimitri costume from Darkstalkers and Chun Lee has like 20 costumes oh yeah Chun Lee has yeah. 20 costumes. Yeah yeah, yeah and, and like Ryu, Ryu even has the uh the I've been stuck in the 90s hip-hop era costume so he has like
0: bearded ryu too right
1: yeah man he he has old school uh ryu yeah yeah like oh like i've been in the mountains a little too long Ryu. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i definitely like um they do I a like, really good job with costumes for sure yeah 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 they did they, they, yeah they, they got some good costumes uh i'd say that i like the graphic the graphics are not bad man I, I think they're definitely a step up with some here and there's a step up from like ultra street fighter 4 the graphics look a, a lot better I'd say like they're more um shinier I guess you say they pop up better like the colors the colors right, pop yeah. a lot better yeah man I will say that there is also see I like too which is the one with the I think it's like the Brazil stage it's like dun, 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 dun. I don't know it's something oh, like, Yeah I, I actually like that theme a lot hmm. cuz like when you knock some people out like okay so one thing I really like is when you beat people like, against like the wall or something like that they get hit with, like, an item. So, like, in that oh, stage, yeah, yeah you, you hit somebody, and a banana, they just they got bananas <laughs> on their for the next round. So I think that's really, really dope. Uh, and it stays I like- on it. Until yeah, you, like- yeah, yeah. 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 It, it stays on them till you knock it off. Kind of mm-hmm. like how Vega has the claw, and you can kind of knock the claw out of him and stuff like that. It's pretty funny, man. I do like some of the... I, I like the V-triggers, too. I like how they added two V-triggers to each character, which is mm-hmm. cool when they were trying to expand on the whole V-trigger option so that you have, like more different things to figure out when you're, or more different options to figure out when you're fighting. I also say that I like how there's so much more characters, especially now, because like they added, so they added some legacy characters that weren't in Ultra Street Fighter 4, but they were in, like, some of the other series, like Alpha. So they mm-hmm. had, like, they brought in Karen, they brought in Armika, they brought in Alex, stuff like that. That's really dope. They brought back Honda, Pink. Yep. Is it Pink? Ro- Rose, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> pink rose <laughs> pink, <laughs> yeah pink pink rose uh, something like that man i forgot her name dude but yeah they brought her back pink rose uh you mean poison yeah there we go man damn yeah. i didn't even get it right both <laughs> <laughs> i wish
0: i wish dudley was so street fighter five yeah, man, I has done dudley really did. cool presentation things yeah. and dudley would make such good sense because he's such a stylish fighter man like mm-hmm. just put dudley in the game he's so
1: sick See, this is what happens when we talk about good things. We remember <laughs> the things that don't got. It. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but dude, Dudley would have been cool. I, I'm amazing, not in there. But Dudley, really, really cool character. Some other characters, I think that they're gonna add to. Which, for the most part, I will say, I I'm a, I appreciate that Street Fighter Five has continued continued to work on itself as opposed to mm-hmm. just being like, this is a trash game and we forgot about it. Kind of like what they did with MVCI, man. They they just gave that game up, man. Like it doesn't even much exist man
0: yeah i mean mvci to his credit like it's marvel players actually like that game but it yeah. died so quickly like it's mm-hmm. they just they capcom and marvel just gave up on it from a standpoint of just like it's not worth the resurrection like listen it's not getting the no man's sky treatment or now the treatment uh that they're giving damn what's that game that's kind of like destiny but not destiny for uh. their, they're flying all over the place.
1: Mm, I don't know, man. I was about to I say bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, where they're trying to like resurrect certain games. MVCI, <laughs> the numbers were so low, even though the game is pretty solid and the netcode is actually really good, that they are like, man, we're just, that one is just, you're going to have to take an L on that one and it's not going to come yeah. back. But
1: yeah, yeah.
0: With She Fighter, I mean,
1: they can't afford to do that with She Fighter, right? They have to keep yeah, working man. on it. And I will say that the things outside of the game are great, man. The stories, dude, that Daigo, man. It's dope mm-hmm. to see him. Like I don't really, I I don't like Street Fighter Five, but I will say I like seeing him play Street Fighter Five. That dude is having fun, man. I like seeing yep. that. I like seeing people play their games and have fun. Even though I may say your game is straight doodoo butter butt cheeks, I will <laughs> say that it's nice to see you have fun and play your game because that's a dope thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Anthem.
0: That's the name of the game. Anthem. Ah,
1: okay. I was gonna go with Apex, but I didn't want to sound <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So, yeah, those are nice things we have to say about Street Fighter V. The next game is, and I don't think we've been super harsh on this game, but, you know, we haven't been too nice to it either. So, <laughs> Blue <Granblue laughs> Fantasy Versus. Blue Fantasy Versus is a game that I have a total of two hours on, in playing, and then right. I have some spectating time. You know, I, I there's reasons why I don't like that game, but the nice qualities that it has, I think it's really nice looking, right? Like, the characters look really nice, and... It nailed presentation. It did a really good job presentation. It, even though, like, personally it's not my cup of tea as far as like what those characters are, because I know they come from the Grand Blue universe. So it's not really my thing, but I can still appreciate the character models for how like they look sleek and they're sharp and they're done really well. As far as their offline modes, I thought it was a cool attempt to put the JRPG thing in there i didn't think it personally i didn't think it played very well but i'm a big proponent of people taking risks and i'm never gonna shit on you if you take a risk right like even though i don't like the offline mode the whole jrpg thing i'm not gonna be like oh that sucked you suck and so does your waifu like no. <laughs> like <laughs> Dude. you took a risk i can appreciate it it didn't work out but i still like i still have respect for you for taking it so interesting attempt at offline i think they can it can be improved especially if they decide to do a sequel Within a couple years or whatever, it's a good blueprint to have for ha- for a concept for offline modes and fighting games because we need that man. Like we need interesting offline modes, and that was a that was a really good attempt. It just it didn't really work out, but good attempt. And then lastly, I think the super animations are really cool. So they have they don't have too many characters in that game right now, but for the most part, I haven't seen a super animation that I was I thought was just like man, meh. meh. It's like whatever. Where the, like that'll happen with a lot of these games where I'm just like, I mean, yeah, it's kind of generic. Some of them are a little long, but for the most part, they have really interesting super animations that are tailored to those characters instead of just slapping something on that it's just like, eh, it's whatever, it's just a generic <laughs> fireball. So yeah, those are the good things I have to say about Grand Blue Fantasy versus. Do you have you have obviously a little more playtime with that game than me, Man, so you could probably
1: I think I got twice the amount of time you got on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so four hours.
1: Yeah, dude, I was actually really trying to buy the game, but then by the time I was looking at it, the price was a no-go, man. Like the PS4 was like at $60. So I was like, I wanted to try it out because I was like, I want something new on the PS4 at the time when I was using it for like a month or two because I was just bored and there wasn't nothing else to play. But I don't think I would have stuck too much with the game, maybe because there's nothing else for me to play. But I will say that, yeah, the game looks really good. One thing I like is that when you're looking at your moves, it shows like a little, like, footage like it shows a little video of the exact move you're looking at highlighting they don't Mm -hmm. really do that too often in a lot of fighting games but now that's one of the few games that they do that where it's like oh this is the special move uh the fireball and it shows you the fireball in the command list so you could see the fireball being done in there without having to attempt it to see what it looks like which is a really cool thing I think the offline mode is interesting. I, you know, the only thing I will say is that I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I thought it was like a really interesting and, and unique thing, but nobody talked about it. So I didn't, that didn't, that didn't help it.
0: <laughs> no, not really. I don't think like, okay, so it's a bit repetitive and it's a little monotonous, but like the idea is cool. The fact that you're putting this fighting game in a non-fighting game sequence and it's cool. It was just not done very well. Like, okay. Have you played Tekken Sevens story mode?
1: Oh, I hate it, man.
0: Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> bad, but there was a point there that I was like, "Oh, this is kind of neat. It's kind of goofy, but it's kind of neat." Where Lars picks up that gun and he starts shooting people, <laughs> dude. I, I was just like, "Okay, I respect the effort." Uh, like, listen, it's it's different. It's certainly different. I thought Tekken 6's story mode was much better. Like, you that you could, I mean, it was they almost played it like a like a dungeon running, just and it was loot. And I was like, they did such a good job with Tekken Six. But with Tekken Seven, it's like, oh, this is not great. Yes. But
1: yeah, man, I, I sure. can
0: appreciate. I can appreciate what Granblue was trying. It's just it wasn't <laughs> executed well.
1: Yeah, man, was Tekken Seven the one where like. You fight as Jin when he's young and stuff like that?
0: As, Kazuya yeah. So, as, yeah. Yeah. as, as Kazuya, Kazuya, yeah. okay.
1: So, yeah, actually, I did, like, a little bits and parts of that story, but it wasn't that good because it, it was very short and not really worth anything. Like, it, it was just kind of there. The character stories are horrible. Now, I hate those. Those are pretty bad.
0: But... Yeah, those, are, those aren't very well executed. I mean, I don't understand why you even need to fight for the character stories. You could have mm-hmm. just gave me the little intro in the beginning and then gave me the cutscene at the end. That's yeah, I mean. but... why do I need to fight through
1: this <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, I I think that is and I do like Grand Blue trying to be kind of like a street fighter game cuz like every anime game is usually so fast. So uh-huh. I do appreciate Grand Blue trying to be the slow one uh in that regard. I'll just leave it there before I say anything negative.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Dragon Ball Fighters. Good qualities for Dragon Ball Fighters. Now I think Dragon Ball Fighters arguably has the best use of source material. Like, there's a video. I'm sure people can find it. There's a video on YouTube of a guy who compiles manga scenes with Uh the the way Dragon Ball has like uh, stances and moves, and he compares them together.
1: And oh my god, they're like identical, dude! Like that is such a dope ass video too. I was Mm -hmm. like, yo, they got the special beam cannon on point over here. Oh yeah
0: yeah so very very well done like uh, you can say anything you want about dragon ball but when it comes to using source material they're arguably the best if not the best like i don't think i've seen translation of using a source like manga or anime man it i i highly recommend if if you love dragon ball even if you don't if you're a skeptic like us go watch that video because i can rag about dragon ball about a million things but the source material like i can't touch it like that that's godlike it's too
1: it's too accurate to the manga dude Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the dudes that play that watch anime and they get pissed off because it deviates from the manga manga manga, however you say but you can't do that with dragon
0: ball fighters yeah man it's on point as far as the voice acting so people rag about the english voice acting in fighters, at least from what I saw on Twitter, I don't have a problem with it. I actually find that both Japanese and English is done very well, and I don't say that about a lot of fighting games. Like, I can't play BlazBlue Cross Tag Battle. I can't play that in English, because Ruby is, you know, and, like, there's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But with Dragon Ball, the the little that I did play with Dragon Ball, like, I can go back and forth, and I'm like, this is fine. This is good. Actually, it's good on both sides, so I like them both.
1: I'm sorry, man, but I'm probably gonna have to go, but... I will leave it on this. Um, That game, I think it's really cool because it feels exactly what an episode of Dragon Ball is. Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. Because not only are, like, okay, let me not say, I was going to say something negative. I will (laughs) say that that it feels just like how you envision a Dragon Ball Z fighting game to be as opposed to the Budokais and the Tenkaichis. They really did get it right to the T when it comes to that, man. It feels just like how I think a Dragon Ball fighting, a Dragon Ball Z game would feel like. Right. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah. I am sorry, man. I, oh, sorry, no problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have to go. Something came up, but uh, we will be... Hopefully nothing happens next time around.
0: And even if it does, you know, it's all good. Life happens, but it's okay. I can handle the show from here, so you go take of care of what you need and yeah well i'm sure we'll we'll get some good stuff for next show and if i don't hit everything this week I'll, I'll i might take some stuff out and put it for next week's show agenda if i think uh it makes sense for you to be here while i'm running over it
1: yeah and we can always uh, also like guess save the questions too so yeah
0: yeah so go t- go take care of what you need man and uh, I'll, I'll pick up from here
1: all right thanks everybody uh take care man i'll do what i gotta do
0: <laughs> all right peace out peace Alright, ladies and gents, there's probably going to be a little cut there because I went to go get a drink of water and... Luckily, we were actually winding down the show, so Pringle had to leave at a fairly decent time. I'm glad that he stuck around for the things I did want to cover with him. But uh, we just have a couple more things that I wanted to discuss, and then we'll get out of here. So, the last game that I wanted to talk about as far as good qualities is Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Now, the tag mechanics in Blaise Blue I find to be really innovative. I like them a lot. I don't like a lot about the rest of that game, but when it comes to tag mechanics and fighting games, especially the recent ones... I think personally, the Blaze Blue does them better than Dragon Ball. I think the cross combos are really cool. I think they're unique. And when it comes to the execution of a tag fighting game, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle actually nailed it on the head. It's just the everything else that I have a problem with. But similar to the way Dragon Ball approaches its use of source material, I feel the same way about Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. So it does the same type of quality work with its tag combos and overall tag mechanics. And then the other thing that we talked about earlier is the Ruby characters, they look really good, they play very well, and they feel unique to that game. So they did a really good job of translating that property into a fighting game. So that was one thing that I also really liked about Placebook Cross Tag Battle. All right, so that's all we have for the fighting game topic of the week. Hollywood is too mean. And of course, we already covered the news while Pringle was here. Unfortunately, we don't have a non-fighting game topic of the week because it was kind of slow and I couldn't find anything that was... Interesting enough to put on here, so we will transition straight to the relevant game sales and unfortunately no game sales this week only game announcements number one Fight of Animals is coming to PlayStation 4 on September 24th, 2020. Fight of Animals is an indie fighting game inspired by animal memes with rollback netcode developed and published by Digital Crafter. The game will package DLC skins currently available on the PC version of the game into the PS4 port, and the game is currently available for $14.99. Number 2! I'm a bit late to this, but Granblue Fantasy Versus has its Season 2 debut, and Belial, ...is coming on September 24th, which is most likely the date that this podcast will be out. So if you're on PlayStation 4 or PC, Patch 2.0 for Grand Blue Fantasy is out and ready. And I know they have other characters, The who's the little girl, who's the alchemist. I know she's going to be a part of Season 2, and I know they have other characters planned for that Season 2 roster. So more to come for Grand Blue Fantasy. But Belial and Season 2 patch notes and all that jazz should be out today. And so... I don't think I'm going to do any of the TGS stuff, because it does take me about a day to edit the podcast, and we're recording this on September 23rd. And since TGS is a four-day event from September 24th to the 27th, I won't be able to talk much. Plus, Atlas and Sega already announced their games, so doing predictions for TGS doesn't make a lot of sense. We kind of missed the boat on that one, but it's okay. Hopefully we can get some fighting games from that event. I'll be watching throughout the next couple days to see if anything cool comes from Bandai Namco, maybe Season 4 tech and stuff. I know Psy Games is there, Koi Tecmo, so who knows what we'll get. But I'll stay tuned to TGS just to see if anything comes up, and maybe we'll talk about it next week. Alright, and last but not least, I don't really want to answer any of the questions because we actually got a good amount of some cool questions this week, and I... Kind of like having Pringle here for the questions. So I am going to leave these questions for next week. I probably won't solicit since we do have a baker's dozen. I won't solicit any questions for next week and we'll just have to catch up with these questions. And then the week after, I will ask you guys for some more questions or topics for the podcast. But yeah, let's close out the show with the shout out of the week. The shout out of the week goes to Ranita, a fighting game studio based in the Philippines who is working on an indie title called Bayani. Bayani is a 2D traditional fighting game with a roster composed of Filipino hero inspired characters. And the game honestly kind of reminds me of Fighting EX Lair, if any of you guys have heard of that game or played it. And Bayani kind of has some similarities to that. There's currently a trailer available online and the game is also available in early access form on Steam. It is available for $15.99. And yeah, it's a cool little indie title. It also has, like, some interesting cutscenes. I think there's a story mode implemented, so check it out. It's It's got some cool, unique aspects for an indie fighting game, so I think it's worth a peek. And yeah, that's all I have for you guys. I appreciate you guys for listening. FGC Hollywood, you're the bomb. I appreciate my co-host, Pringle the One, for sharing most of this show with me today. We will be back next week. Hopefully, we can build a good show for you guys and talk about some cool fighting game stuff. And yeah, you know what to do. So keep it classy, y'all. Stay Hollywood. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.